1: It's four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, if you leave your radio station on 960 The Patriot, you're stuck with me. We're talking about cars, car problems, car, car everything. If you want to talk about motorhomes, course trailers, tires, my check engine light's on, I want to buy a car, or if you want to run by us, perhaps maybe something that you were told recently, then you can do that. And my guest today is Bill Conium from the 25th Street Auto, and that's at 25th Street in Indian School. They've been on my best car repair shops for lists for years and years and years and years. And Bill is an old race car driver, and as he sits here in front of me, he has gray hair on his head and on his face.
2: More left on my face than on top of my head.
1: Well, and the, and, and we talk about that a lot. We talk about the idea that... that uh, <laughs> That it's the gray-haired guys that can fix cars a little bit better than the youngsters.
2: (laughs) Been there, done that.
1: (laughs) I had a guy come in the other day that said, uh, I'm your new oil rep, and and after 37 years, we've changed our relationship, and we improved. And and what had happened was, is I think you'll agree in our industry that the relationship means pretty much everything with vendors. Oh, absolutely. No question, Right. Right. Our whole
2: business is all about relationships, yeah. Okay. No change with with internal external customers, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So a guy comes in the other day and he goes, "I'm from so and so, which is a company that we used to do business with." And I says he says, "I'm here to renew our relationship. I see that you've done business with us in the past, but you haven't done it in a long time." And I my first question to him, he was a nice guy. How long have you been with the company? And he goes, four months. And I said, that's the problem. <laughs> We've never had any continuity for the last four years. Right. It's been one salesman after the other. And it's up to us to bring the salesman up to speed. And it's up to us to teach him what we had been promised from them and what we had promised them.
2: And that doesn't work with a revolving door.
1: Exactly. Absol- that was, that, you put it better than I did. <laughs> so I said to been him. Been there, done that. I said, why don't you come see me after you've been there a year? And he goes, well, I'm on. I make it a year unless I can sign up some new accounts. Then yeah, you answered your own question. <laughs> and I and I said to him that's really your problem, not mine. But 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 the oil the oil part is I've been with the same company, but we've been through five owners, four owners or five owners, and I decided that I had had enough. I, as you know, that when we go into business, they loan us equipment and all that other kind of stuff and our tanks and our pump, part of the deal. And I had paid that off years ago, years ago. So, and and they sign you to a contract. So if your equipment is X amount, then that's a three-year contract or a five-year contract or a 10 or a 20. They say they're loaning your equipment. You're leasing it. Yes, that's exactly right. So anyway, I, I already own my equipment. So I went to Chevron. Well, I actually went to all of them. I went to every single oil vendor that serves Arizona. Good. And I said to them, here is my annual sales. Let's talk turkey. It it was amazing to me how many of them were talking pennies on the gallon. And I wasn't interested in (laughs) pennies on the gallon. (laughs) I don't care if, for a full line synthetic, I'll I'll just throw a stupid number. If it's $18.60, if you come in at $18.55, I don't really care. Right. That's a buck a quart, or a penny a quart. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Uh, uh, credit card people. How many times do people come into your office or come to your facility with credit card processing? How many times a year? Either they walk in or they call. They mm-hmm. call almost daily. Okay.
2: And I chose somebody for the relationship. I want service.
1: That's what when I When it think. doesn't
2: work, <laughs> I need somebody to walk into my door with a machine that fixes my problem. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly the Oil point. no different. You
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, we renew our relationship, and unbeknownst to them, to this day, unbeknownst to them, is is that the savings that they've offered us is going to relate about $2,000 a year. And I bought some new equipment, but I insisted on paying for it in advance because I didn't want to be tied to them, not knowing what kind of dance partners they'd be. Sure. But I, I am thrilled beyond belief about our relationship. I took out bunch of old tanks. I have five new matching tanks. <laughs> and then I'm pouring 020, 030. I'm pouring a synthetic ATF across the board that is good for everything except the CVTs, the Constant Velocity Transmission right. and the old mineral-based Jaguars. Mm-hmm. It covers everything else and it's from Chevron and I'm proud of that. And then I've got a 540 and a 1540. Now, 540 is a synthetic diesel and a Euro oil. And the 1540 is a semi-synthetic blended oil for generators and diesel, older diesel engines. Right. After we put all this in, I read a directive the other day that said that within the next two years, 540 and 1540 is going away, and it's going to be replaced as a diesel oil of a 1030. So we're going backwards.
2: Backwards like the old days.
1: We're going to go back to a 1030. Right. So they say we're going to do away with the necessity of a 540 and a 1540. And in a couple of years, all the diesels are supposed to use 1030. So I suppose they're going to have a 1030 conventional, a 1030 blended, and a 1030 synthetic. Well, I just put all this stuff in <laughs> for 540 and 1540 because we do so much diesel work. Right. So for the next couple of years, I'm covered. But I'm pro- and and in, in reality, all I have to do is change some stickers. Got to pump the tank dry. Right, you got to pump them
2: down to clean them. And clean
1: and, and, and do that. So, but I'm really surprised on how much 020 and 030 we're pouring, which is the new car oil for the last three or four or five years. Right. That's a, something. A lot more now. Oh, man. So my question to you is, is what are we going to do? Zero has been the bottom of the market, or the bottom of the name, the viscosity level of oil. What are we going to go to after zero? Yeah. 0.7? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> and no one else does either. So we started, I mean, let's go up to the top. We have 80, 90 gear oil, right? Yeah,
2: or 140. Or, or yeah. 140, <laughs>
1: 75, 140, or yeah. all of those. Then you've got like 20, 50. Well, you have a 50 yeah. weight, a 40 weight, a 30 weight. Then you have a 20, 50. And then you have a 10, 30. So as you, the bottom number, we start at, you know, 100 weight and we come down 50, 40, 30, 20, yeah. 10. And now we're at zero. Where do we go from here? And, of course, 020 has the consistency of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it still works doggone it good. It still works, yeah. Works good. So, anyway, 602 960 One more time, 602 If you'd like to call us and ask us a car, car question, you can. Let me ask you a car question. The phone rings and lady says to you, I heard your name from somebody else. And they say that you're a pretty score shooter, so I have a, I have a question for you. She, this lady is very old, very elderly. I took my car into a shop, not your shop and not a shop that you know of, but a shop here in Phoenix. And uh, they said, I took a different oil change and they said I needed a belt. And then I, I said, okay. So they put a belt on and when they gave me the car back, I had this terrible squealing noise that would be there when I started it up in the morning. And it would go away sometime later, short period of time later, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. So I took it back in, they charged me another $230, and they did some more belts, and I still have the squeal. I took it back again, and they did more belts and more stuff. She says, I'm about $800, $900 into this, and I still have the squeal. Bill, what's your advice? Wow. Wow. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that hurts, and we do hear. You, it sounds like you make this stuff up, but we do hear these kind of stories.
1: No, I'm telling you the truth. That's yeah. going to be a column. I, I just wrote that yesterday.
2: I I can believe that. I can believe that it is. It, it That's it my life, buddy. Because you and I are are technical people and we're honest people, and it it just irks us when when we see this kind of thing happen in the industry. Um, well, I'd be telling her that usually when people call me and tell me they have a problem with some previous work, I say. I suggest you take it back to the first place because it's under warranty.
1: And She's I did, done that already. And she says, "Mark <laughs> three, three times." times.
2: <laughs> and I'm really out of money now.
1: And, and, <laughs> my, and each time next? they charged me, and each and I, so I so I, re, I I circle the wagons and I say, "Let me get this straight. I want to I want to hear. You didn't have this squeal before you took it in for the first oil change. I did not. Have, have they changed the squeal? <laughs> have they changed the squeal? They have not." And each time, three times, you've paid all three times for repair one, repair two, and repair She says, I owe for the oil change. But there's those half of of one and all of two and all of three. were. So what are you going to tell her?
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell her that she sounds like she needs a new technician. We'd be happy to be that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that she may now be out of money to pay me, but we do know what we're doing, and we're going to be truthful with her, and she's going to be happy with her car. And let's bring it in and get to the bottom of what's going on. Once we have those facts of this is what the squeal was, then I can better decide, because I can't tell over the phone, did they install the squeal, or did her rear brakes suddenly start squealing, and she thought it was the engine all this time. I'd like to know what's going on. Once we have the facts, we can be her agent. We can help negotiate for her to get her money back from those three jobs that where all they did was install a, a squeal and then remove more money from her wallet.
1: Okay, and she says... um I I don't know um I don't know what I want to do but there's no question it's a brake a, a belt squeal because of this um because they heard it and I could park it there at night and come the next morning and let them hear it so it's not a brake squeal it's definitely right. a belt squeal
2: I use uh, that as an exaggerated example
1: I, I understand and and I said to her what you said I said you you have to figure out what the noise is and it's going to be a belt that's too deep in the pulley too too high in the pulley it's going to be a belt has three dimensions height width and groove and v and it's something's wrong something's wrong but the problem is is you need to have somebody just fix it and then once somebody fixes it then you can challenge your credit card because she paid with a credit card, Mm -hmm. and you can say to the credit card company, because really and truly none of us are big enough, including all the dealerships, no one can tell Master Charge and Visa to go pound sand. (laughs) Nobody can. Okay? I don't know about you, but I'm in the 95% credit card take. So 95% of the dollars that comes through my shops is on a credit card or a debit card. I can't tell Master Charge and right. Visa to go pound sand. I can't do that.
2: We have to provide that convenience for our customers.
1: Right. So, you know, if you want, stop payment on the three credit cards. Tell them, tell them it's in dispute. That's all you have to right. say. Then go get it fixed. And I said, I didn't volunteer for it because there's enough shops out there that hate me anyway. <laughs> so I didn't volunteer. That's the difference between you and me is, is I would have normally, but I'm not. So I said, here's a shop that's close to you, and I trust them, and I think you should take it over there, and I shouldn't, you should not tell them what the problem is just tell them or don't tell them the history just tell them the problem i got a problem i got a belt squeal let me show you let you listen and i want you to fix that call me with an estimate then when they call you you ask them is this a guess or a fix better be a fix and then you authorize it and i want the old parts back then you go back to the first shop and say to them my squeal is fixed this is how they fixed it here's the old parts yeah We need to... Three visits
2: ago, you installed this part on there. (laughs) They put put a different one on it, and my problem's gone.
1: Right. So we need to unwind this whole deal and put me back financially where you are. Mm -hmm. And I have challenged the credit card. You probably already know that by now because you've been notified by Master Charge and Visa that that they're holding that money. So let you and I work it out, and then I'll withdraw my challenge. That's what I told her. So that's... That's only one of 20 calls in two <laughs> days <laughs> or emails or something like that. So anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Bill and I are going to, we can talk about hot rods. I want to tell you about the new Corvette um, I just built. It did a 1087 quarter mile in second, three, second and third gear.
2: In second and third gear.
1: I started in second. I did two-speed. I wasn't driving. It was a six-speed. It's a Z06 Corvette.
2: Uh, for, for that particular time trial, it was a two-speed. <laughs> it was a two-speed.
1: Um, uh, it was driven by a guy a little older than me, uh, and, and he started in second gear, and he shifted to third. He blew through the traps with a 1087. This is after we had installed twin turbos on an LS7 Corvette motor.
2: You would have to install twin turbos to go that fast. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And they promptly escorted us off the track with red lights and sirens. Right. Because we had no helmet, fire suit. We didn't have anywhere (laughs) near (laughs) the
2: safety equipment to go that quick.
1: (laughs) But we didn't know it was going to go that quick. They escorted us clear to the edge of the Indian Reservation. (laughs) And and they kicked us out. And the, the funny part about it is we didn't understand why we thought we'd drop some oil on the track or something. And he says, you can't go that fast. We said we. Did, this is the first time we didn't. We didn't know how fast this car was going to go. Anyway, so we'll talk about that. But it, it's a uh, good problem to have. I remember oh. when
2: my son came up to me
1: and said, "They're going to kick us out because you went a ten ninety eight or whatever uh-huh. it was." <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 the funny part about it was, is I drove this to Bisbee and back the other day, in sixth gear, thirty two miles to the gallon. Oh man. 32 miles a gallon. But I want to tell you this much. At 4,000 RPM, it's a 7,000 red line. At 4,000 RPM, it is a beautiful car. Up zzz, 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 up to 4. You cross over 4,200, all hell breaks loose. Uh, and OMG. it's Katie. It's Katie barred the door. <laughs> you're going to go sideways and stability control. You're going to. I thought it was divine intervention, Ben. or uh, Bill, <laughs> I was going down the highway sideways. Sideways at 100 miles an hour. And I'm yes. just getting ready to bend over and kiss my butt goodbye. And all of a sudden, that car straightened up like you've never seen. And I was sure that God had reached down and pulled the nose down the road. And I got home, and I was telling my son, and he goes, you're an idiot. It has stability control. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we come back, we'll take your call. 602 508 We'll be right
3: back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
1: Hello, I'm Tom Brown for Benefit Air. Mike, I'm reading about Benefit Air clients on Yelp. Impressive. Thanks, Tom. We're really grateful when people
0: recognize our emphasis on integrity, quality, and competent service. You know we're talking about the most
1: expensive appliance in your home. Right. Let me read a comment here. Scotty in Scottsdale gives his full story, then says, quote, In short, these guys passed on work to
0: save me money and to ensure the service was performed at a time when it would be best. I doubt many other companies would do that, unquote. Mike, It really makes me wonder just what you can do for someone right now that needs heating or
1: AC service. Tom, when you call Benefit Air, we're always up front about what to expect on both pricing and options. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your own cooling and heating needs, call 602-840-9229. That's
4: 602-840-9229 or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air.
0: If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking for a radio station that actually cares about real news? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot
1: and 960thepatriot.com. welcome back everybody 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock uh, mark salem and bill conium from 25th street auto he's at 25th street in indian school he's a good shop i recommend people to him a lot when he when they're in his geographical area and bill's my co-host and my wingman for this hour of under the hood 602-508-0960 and i want to tell you about quality transmission real quick in 1988 when we created the best car repair shops quality transmission was one of our first guys quality transmission has been around since 1977 he knows what he's doing he's honest he's dependable his name is Bob Jones he's a Vietnam veteran and he's also a fighter pilot and if you get him talking about flying his jets in Vietnam it's quite an experience you should probably take your car there and have him fix it and then sit in the lobby with Bob and talk about Vietnam because he's got stories that's just awesome but nevertheless, he also will drive your car and talk to you for free. He's not the cheapest guy in town. He's not the most expensive guy in the town. But he is one of them that's going to say to you and look you in the eye, for this much money, I'm going to fix your problem. I'm not going to guess with your money. That's quality transmission in Tempe. Rudy, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
5: Well, I have a 1996 uh, Toyota Tacoma, a four-wheel drive, 177000 on it. And uh, I have a vibration. And if I, I I live in Sun City West, so we got some good roads, very smooth, and uh, drive around 25 miles an hour. But when I get up to about 37 miles an hour to about 42, I have a vibration, Can't and it not. feels like it's under my seat, not in the wheel.
1: Okay, you've you've done an absolute wonderful job, because the first question I was going to ask you is steering wheel or the seat of your pants. <laughs> And, oh, Bill, what do you want? That's the first thing we, we ask is during wheel seat of the pants. Um, what kind uh, of car? It's a four-wheel drive Tacoma. Is it automatic or standard?
2: Uh, automatic.
1: You know what? You know what? Go ahead. Do
2: you feel this, uh, you know, okay, you feel this mostly accelerating up to, a, like, to 45. Do you feel it on the way back down?
5: Uh, I'd say yes, but I really don't, you know, it be- because I drive not that fast. In Sun City West, it, I think it was the road all the time. And now, when I got up there, I said something's wrong. With this, vibe. it's always there. You know, just the past 35, then it starts getting a little rough.
1: Okay, what about at 65 and 55? No,
5: I don't feel it anymore. It's
1: I think smooth. it's the torque converter because it's going to lock at 45 to 50, and that's exactly the vibration area he's at. Ah. It, it it's a great,
2: it's a great next step in diagnosis. Okay. So n- next time we send you out. There's usually ways you can control the transmission, what it's going to do. You can lock out overdrive. You can lock it into third gear, things like that. Ride your brake pedal.
1: Ride your brake pedal. If you
2: just touch the brake pedal enough to turn on the brake lights, they call that a boo, a brake on-off switch. That'll tell the torque converter you're not allowed to be locked up. So, if you touch the brake pedal, excellent thinking, Mark, uh-huh. um, and the problem goes away, just touch it enough to turn the brake light, and you can practice that in your garage. Look in the rearview mirror and see. And you'll know that you're really not slowing the car down. Touch uh-huh. the brake lights and see if the problem goes away. Then you're going to say, yeah, it's a torque converter. Now you're going to have to decide, is it bad enough that you want to spend money and fix it?
1: Mm-hmm. And and at 144,000 miles, maybe the transmission doesn't have that much life, so it's a shame to do $1,000 worth of work and replace the converter and flush it, then turn around in six months and having to replace the entire transmission right. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you something let me ask you the better question mr. know-it-all over there so the guy con- <laughs> <laughs> you do don't do that when I'm drinking coffee <laughs> <laughs> so the guy comes into you, and he says, hey, um, come take a ride in my Tacoma, but I want you to diagnose this vibration. But just let me tell you, it starts at about 30, 35, and it goes to like 45 or 50. But when I drag the brake a little bit, it, it, it goes away. <laughs> How much money did he just save himself if he said that to you? In uh, diagnostic dollars?
2: Yeah, you know, in 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 the real world, yeah, yeah it, easily 60 plus. I would agree. Was, he always saves money. In the real world, in the auto industry, it... They give you a list of things. If you're after this, check this. And if mm-hmm. that's okay, check that. And if, if the trouble tree, the rules of how to find things, doesn't go straight to the problem, you can spend money finding problems. Oh. So people, people think that the less they tell us when they're dropping their car off, the less it costs them to get fixed. And the opposite is true. The more information you can give a technician, the quicker he can go to your problem, including tell you what he thinks it is for free out on that test drive, like Mark just described. Yeah. But,
1: uh, but I disagree with you. I respectfully disagree with you. What do you do with the old guy that comes in that tells you how to fix your car, and he doesn't give you any of the symptoms?
2: <laughs> what do you do about that? I do try to politely steer the conversation back to, <laughs> thank you for help for for an attempt at a diagnosis, but you don't want it to, us to do what you're telling us. You, want us. you want us to tell us the symptoms.
1: Bill, I want you to align my car, and I want you to tune it up, and that's going to fix my problems. Tick, tick, tick. Well, I have to be
2: careful that I that I that I collect myself that I don't that I don't uh, go off on the guy (laughs) because I feel real strongly that I don't like to do repairs to people's cars at their expense that they shouldn't be spending and then they're going to be mad at me when it doesn't fix
1: their problem. No, you said at their expense. (laughs) At their expense, that's the problem, Bill, because it ain't their expense. (laughs) Wife comes in, true story, says, "Align it, tune it up." Why? Because my husband said. Because my husband said so. So we did. So he comes back, and you know which part of his posterior is on fire, Yeah, and he wants a piece of me. So let's go for a ride. Show me the problem. And the car is surging, 45, 50 miles an hour, it's surging. So I reach over and turn the air off, and I said, you're low on Freon. (laughs) Is the surge gone? Yeah. Okay, we're low on Freon. Now tell me about this alignment problem. Let go of the steering wheel. Oh, it's not that. I said, what is it? It's a vibration. I said, well, show me. 60, 60, 65 miles an hour vibration. I said you got a bad back tire, and he goes, "Well, why didn't you find that on the alignment?" I said, "I was working on the front end. The tire it was on the, the back front end alignment." Yeah. <laughs>
5: oh, <okay. laughs>
1: so, so you don't, Rudy. You want to be careful, yeah. But, but politely, if you can do what we said, I am saved your money, and and if you live up in Sun City, then I have a transmission shop. I'd like to suggest that you stop at, and that's Adolph's transmission at 67th Avenue in Glendale. He's actually in Glendale. It's a good transmission. He's very honest and he'll drive with you
5: all right i think i've been there a long time ago <laughs> okay
1: well adolph's is still there him and his son work the operation he's part of our list and he's a good guy and he's the only one in the northwest quadrant of the valley the only transmission shop that i i'm willing to put my name in front of so try him okay
5: i was hoping it'd be something like the propeller shaft that's all but it ain't okay
1: you know well, I, I we don't
5: know yet but try this first yes i, I will yeah. do that now one uh, of the do you have a time for another one
1: uh, real quick real quick okay.
5: when i ship when i start the car today I could go out and almost drive a mile before it'll shift in the third. I could feel it. That's you know, bad. That is bad. Well, that doesn't
1: sound good. And I think that might be related to the converter that's full of metal because <laughs> he's grinding, grinding up the inside oh, yeah. of the, of I the, be of the transmission. So I, we're going to work on the vibration first I'll and then we're going to deal with the other thing, Thank okay?
5: Thank you very
1: much. Mr. All right, Rudy. Harold, you stay on the line because you're first on the line. The rest of you, we've got four lines open. Harold's got number one, and the phone number is 602 960 602 Our website is marksalem.com. Now, don't confuse Salem with the owner of this radio station which is salem communications but if you're going to complain to salem communications just get my last name right it's salem mark Salem. (laughs) is that funny (laughs) everybody loves that and no i don't own this station we'll be right back right after this
6: you have a friend at thunderbird automotive and his name is tom fletcher in 2003 thunderbird auto was a finalist in the better business bureau ethics award in 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise,
4: just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
7: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? plus call now for your free bottle 1-800-679-5745 that's 1-800-679-5745 1-800-679-5745 again call now 1-800-679-5745
6: Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think
7: we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65.
6: Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older.
7: All about that demon, the automobile, the marital monster with the polygraph. Welcome
1: back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour. My name's Mark Salem. Bill Conium from 25th Street Auto, which is at 25th Street and in Indian School, is my wingman today. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Harold's first, Bob's second. But first, really, as I am in Auto Service, they're in Tempe, in the northeast portion of Tempe. They're just south of the 202, just west of the 101, right there at the confluence of the 101 and the 202. Just to the south and the west is IMM Imports, IMM Auto Service. Why are they special? Because they work on cars that the rest of us run away from. Volvo, sobs Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. Those cars are not built or they drive or they work like every other car in the world, and you have to know what you're doing. Now, it's true that IMM does all kinds of domestic and import vehicles, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So, again, Volvo Saab Fiat now for male. If you've got a new one or an old one, you should have a relationship with IMM Auto Service in Tempe. Well, Bill, let's go to the phone. Harold, thank you for holding as you did. How can we help you today?
8: Yeah, gentlemen, I, I have a, a very simple question brought up by the fact that you mentioned turbocharging a few minutes ago. Okay. Uh, the other day on TV, the president of Honeywell was on talking about the fact that they manufacture thousands of turbochargers and they're used all over the world and so forth and so on. My question to you is, is why don't we have some supercharging on production vehicles?
1: Okay, I'll take that first. Bill, take it second.
8: Okay.
1: The different. let me ask you a question. Do you know what the difference between a turbo and a supercharger is?
8: Well, my understanding of a supercharger is it is a basically an engine-driven air pump.
1: Okay, it's a belt-driven driven. air pump. A turbocharger is the same thing. It's an exhaust-driven air pump. So as the exhaust comes out of the car, it spins a fan. It spins an exhaust fan, but that exhaust fan is... Sp- is tied to a, an in, a, a blower fan and we pump air into the engine as the exit goes out does yeah. that make sense yes okay bill typically on a supercharger we see two superchargers typically on gas motors and the gas motors we're going to add how much pounds of boost how many five six ten
2: for factory applications yeah it would be low like
1: Three, Three to five. I agree on with the you ones, on the older On a factory app, in your yeah. world though, out of the track, you're going to see blowers running sometimes a hundred psi.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so on a turbo charge, we see predominantly we see those on the diesels, and the diesels will run twenty to thirty pounds of boost, at a, on a diesel, unless you add a programmer or unless you chip it out, and then you're going to get up over thirty. We do have lots of turbocharged ap- applications that are coming out, which is the EcoBoost, the Ford EcoBoost. Um, we, my, the Edge has a gasoline motor with a turbocharger on it, and Ford's taking four-cylinder motors and making those monster motors with those little bitty turbochargers. They're really fast, they're really hot, plus they get great gas mileage. So it's really a matter of what's the infrastructure. Describe the infrastructure for a blower.
2: The, the guts of a blower, how well, it works? There's... No,
1: it's the it's big, right? It's on top of the engine, and right. it takes and, and it takes up maybe 6 or 8 inches of the intake manifold.
2: For the most common drive, there are some that, that are like accessory-driven out in the front of the engine, like they used to do back in the 60s on the Shelby cars.
1: And that would look like an air compressor. It looks a lot it,
2: like an air compressor.
1: Uh, uh, an air conditioning compressor. Yeah. Uh, that people would know what it looks like. So it can be a big, huge monster box on top of the engine or it can be a belt-driven accessory like an air-conditioning compressor. A turbocharger has none of that. It's on the exhaust side, right? You can mount it anywhere and run tubes to and from it. Okay. So we're going to run the exhaust through the turbo, and then we're going to run a fresh air coming into the fresh air side, and then we're going to pack the air into the engine. So it's really not on top of the engine or on the side of the engine. It's usually accessorized to the outside. So the answer to your question, Harold, Probably the reason why we're seeing more turbocharged gas motors is because the infrastructure is so small.
2: Okay. Go ahead. And and I've got two more reasons. Um, uh, I use naturally aspirated race cars as opposed to to blowers and things like that. But there's a parasitic drag running that compressor at idle or at 2,000 RPM to run a supercharger. Removes horsepower, which means it removes gas mileage. So that's a problem there. The other thing is uh, a supercharger um, is uh, got this mixer thing on top of the engine where the air has to go in the engine to run it. If the belt breaks, it's now a horrible restriction and the car doesn't get down the road very well. If a turbocharger breaks, you know, it stops making boost, and the car will still drive to the repair shop.
1: In a gas application, I would agree with you, but I just had the turbo go out of a, one of my Fords coming back from Payson, and he made it home after driving 12 miles an hour. Yeah, and it took it, him 12 hours to and come it, home. Exactly. Yeah, and
2: it's true. I'm a gas engine guy.
1: You, and there's a big difference there. When we come back, we're going to talk about the difference between what does a turbo really do and what does a blower really do, and I think, I, I think you and I can explain that to someone. Okay. And I want you to think about this. We're going to use a vacuum cleaner as an example. Now the vacuum cleaner has two ends on it. One sucks and, and one, one blows. blows. Yeah. We're going to use that to describe it. Okay? Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty if you'd like to join us. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Bob you'll be first. We'll be right back. This Thursday, join us for a one-of-a-kind experience as 960 The
0: Patriot hosts a free debate viewing party at Studio Movie Grill. Purchase gourmet food and beverages and enjoy exclusive analysis during the GOP debate as 960 The Patriot hosts Seth Liebsen, play host. Doors open at 6 with the debate starting at 6.30. Weigh in on the debate winners and losers. It's big issues on the big screen. Brought to you by Enviro Paving. Tickets at 960thepatriot.com.
9: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service quality transmission service
3: getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Bodyworks anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Bodyworks offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
1: Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit Enviropaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click Enviropaving.com. Franchise is now available in the phoenix area this is dan marley head coach of grand canyon university inviting you to join the voice of the lopes michael potter for an exciting
0: season of antelope basketball that's right dan and your lopes close out the regular season at utah valley this
3: afternoon gcu is looking to lay claim to a second place finish in the conference and get back to their winning ways heading into the postseason the tips at two join us for the antelope pregame show at 145 the lopes and the wolverines this afternoon on our sister station family values radio ten ten.
0: You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates.
1: Welcome back everybody, forty four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. Mark Salem, Bill Conium here from Twenty Fifth Street Auto, Twenty Fifth Street and in Indian School. Been there since? Uh two thousand. Just over fifteen years. So and we just crossed over thirty seven years total, but twenty two years in this building. And uh and and we're we're pretty proud, but I'm still not the oldest shop in Tempe. Uh, Chapman Chevrolet is older than I am, and then there's a shop on the on the trail, on the Apache Trail out in the east, uh, Tempe area, that appears to be about 55 years old. Wow. So I'm doing a little research on them to see how they do, but they seem to be under, it's a father-son transition, and it looks like somebody so that's... still a, in the
2: family is oh, yeah, good. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's okay with me. A lot of times Steve's
2: auto is owned by Paul, you know, because
1: <laughs> That's exactly, oh, or they were partners, and then Paul bought Steve out or something yeah. like that. So yeah, th- those that kind of ownership makes a difference to me, but... It's the family transition is fine. It's when we sell to somebody completely. I think you need to start over. There's 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 places out there. There's a transmission shop that has you know three years, four years, five years of experience, but he's claiming 50 years of experience because the shop bought it because he bought it. So I don't know if that's really honest, but it's not my business. I don't care. (laughs) All right, this portion of Underhood is brought to you by a guy who's like us, gray-haired. His name is well, he's at Larry Harker's Auto. And when you go to Larry Harker's Auto, your ch- chances are you're going to talk to Bob. And Bob is a great diagnostician. 38th Avenue in Indian School. He's got an area that surrounds him that I can't find another good shop in. So if you go from Camelback to the north to the 10 and then the, the I17 to the east all the way to the 101 to the west, that big square box belongs to Larry Harker's Auto 38th Avenue and in Indian School. Bob is great for electrical work, vehicle emissions, and obviously vehicle maintenance, but diagnostician, that's his that's his mantra. He is a great diagnostician. Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue, Indian School. Let's go to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
8: Good morning, Dr. Marcy and Bill. Yes. Uh, quick aside here, those uh, centrifugal superchargers are available. as a retrofit thing now. You can get them. But also, when you continue your discussion on superchargers and turbos, uh, please explain the difference between uh, the turbo lag and why and blah, blah, and also why some cars have the uh, twin turbos on. But my question okay. is... What is your criteria for changing or uh, taking care of max struts? Um, how do you know? What do I do?
1: Say that again. Uh, we missed the word.
8: McPherson McPherson's oh. struts. Okay. Front struts. Okay. Um, I've had them on there for about ten years. Light sports car, forty-year-old car. They've been on at least ten years. They're uh, KYB adjustable. No okay. leaks. Okay. What, what? What should I look at? Bill.
2: Well, they should be, as far as care, they should be Um, maintenance-free. Depending upon how you're using it, how hard they get used and whether or not they sit there and and uh, get kind of old and brittle after all this time. The people that manufacture shocks and struts tell you you should replace them every 50,000 miles, but that's because they'd like to sell shocks and struts. Mm-hmm. You may not have a defect at that age. When you have a defect, you have a defect. Um, are you having any uh, any handling issues? Because I know with my race car it has adjustable shocks on it, and uh, over time I sometimes have to make an adjustment to the dampening because, th- like me, they start getting old. Uh,
8: not, well, I do have a shimmy in the steering, but I had the front wheels rebalanced and eliminated most of it. So I was just wondering if the shocks or, yeah, the struts could could have an effect on that.
1: Not um, not, not a shimmy unless – shim, if the shock is bad, um, if the shock is weak, the tire's going to be bouncing up and down. Everybody's driven okay. down the freeway and seen a car <laughs> oh, pass yeah. you with one <laughs> of the tires going up and down a, yeah. like a guitar string. Yo-yo, yeah. That's yeah. a bad shock. Or it's and, a bad tire, one or the other. To answer your question, let me tell you from my experience – There are times, a lot of times, someone will bring in a 10-year-old car, and they'll say, I want four shocks. And if they've got McPherson struts, that's going to be a well over $1,000 bill. And we say to them, let us look at them. What we're looking for is bad grommets, bad saddles. We're looking for oil leaking. We're looking for some sign of deterioration. I can tell you that half of the people I call and say to them, can you notice a difference after we put fronts, rears, or both on your car? 100% of them say yes. It's the second question that I'm going to share with you. Was it? I say, was it worth the $1,200, and they said no. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. It's up to you. They all loved the ride. They all said, yes, there was a, a degradation of my ride and my comfort. Yes, this is, has, has solidified that car, made it ride like it did new. I love it, I love it, I love it, but I wouldn't spend $1,200 to do it again. So okay. that's really the bottom line. Okay. But you don't have a choice if we're missing rubber or if you're leaking oil like a sieve or if you're cupping one of the tires next to the shock that's bad. You don't have a choice. That's a okay. safety issue. We need to keep those tires on the ground when we're braking, and if they're up in the air, you're you're in trouble.
8: Yeah. Okay, so, Mark, do you have a gray hair that can uh, do my alignment? Because uh, none of the computers have the specs for my particular car. Do you have a gray hair there in your shop that can do the uh, uh, alignment? By
1: you know what, I've got skill. <laughs> I've got two kids that don't have gray hair, and I'm so proud of those because we do so much lift and lowering that there is no oh, specification okay, right. for those cars. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you. Us gray-haired to know how to do that. We know what kind of camber to dial in based off right. the spec of of the right. initial. We know what kind of caster. We know what kind of tow. And we also know the car is going to pull to the more positive camber number and to the more negative caster number. And because we know that, and we know what they... The, we know what the allowance is. We know what the window is. So if we set the positive camber on the left side of the window and we set the negative caster on the right side of the window, that car's going to go straight down the street on a flat road. But if you're on the highway all the time, I'm going to need to give you a little bit of a left turn because the highway, or uh, no, if you're on the highway, it's flat. So I'm going to have you straight down the road, but on a city street, we're going to canter to the right so we can run water into the curb. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a left pull, a slight left pull to keep the car on the center road on Camelback and Indian School. You see my point? So I need to know whether you're going to drive the city or the highway or both and I can get in the middle. But to answer your question, I got a couple of kids. Kids. These kids hardly have whiskers. (laughs) But these kids have been taught by the best gray-haired
8: alignment guy I know.
1: And so they're good. that's
8: why I call you Dr. Mark. Thank okay. you, sir.
1: All righty, thank you very much, Bobby. You're welcome. Let's get back to turbos and superchargers now. What we're doing is is the engine is like your body when you breathe. The engine is sucking air and fuel. So it sounds like this. Right Right. OK, it that's comes a, out the other end.: uh, And I have another end. Do you want to hear that? No okay, no. OK. <laughs> so <laughs> So if you, you, we're using the human body. Mm-hmm. air going in, air going out. Good analogy. All right. That's called a nas- naturally that's a, called a nasty thing you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> but we're, that's a naturally aspirated engine. It's allowed to suck and compress air it can generate itself. Now, you are the motor, and when you're sucking in air. I'm going to take a compressed air nozzle, and when you suck in, and I know this is, sounds terrible, I'm going to put it to your lips when you're sucking in, and I'm just going to push the button psh. once. I'm just going to give you a psh with about 30 pounds of air. So folks, when the engine is breathing in, we are going to force the air into the engine, and I'm going to draw this picture for you. You have a vacuum cleaner with a suck hose and an exhaust. We're going to take the suck and run it around to the exhaust. So, that's your motor. So, now we're pushing air into the suction part of the hose. So, the air is going to travel a lot faster, faster, and it's going to pack the vacuum even more. So, by taking a vacuum cleaner and taking the hose with a <laughs> on it and running it to the side of the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> that is what a turbocharger turbo uh, and, a, and a supercharger both do that. So, when the engine is aspirating air, when it's normally breathing, instead of a... It's a thunderstorm of packed air being shoved. It would be like swelling your lungs up ten times their normal size. We're going to pack air into that cylinder. Instead of just letting the motor suck air and push that sucked air into the cylinder, we're going to pack air into the cylinder. So when the fuel explodes, the explosion is a lot worse, a lot bigger, a lot better, and a lot more powerful. How'd I do? That
2: That's a really good analogy people are going to understand. Cause, and the reason you want to force more air in there is you need the oxygen molecules because you need fuel, and you need oxygen, and you need sparks. So the more oxygen you can put in, then you can also throw some more fuel in there, which is what you guys do with your, with your power adders. Yep. And then suddenly you're now making more horsepower with the same cubic inches, the same camshaft, everything. If you can force in more oxygen or... Nitrous oxide, Yep, uh, you can make more horsepower.
1: Okay, so the 1955 Chevrolet with the 283 with the two-barrel had how many horsepower?
2: Not a clue. That's before my time.
1: Okay, it's about 150. I believe that. And then the about 180 horse with a four-barrel. Ooh. Okay, we have four-cylinder turbocharged motors running 300 horsepower today. Yeah. We have we have 400-horsepower turbocharged four-cylinders. And then the twin-turbo is a turbo, and, and he talks about turbo lag. Mm-hmm. It takes, when you give it the gas on a turbocharger and a supercharger for all intents and purposes, It's gonna t- it takes engine RPM. So at idle, you're at 600 RPM. The motor's not making a whole lot of air. Right. But when you give it gas, it has to make air, and then there's going to be a delay as it makes air before all of a sudden all heck breaks loose.
2: And in the turbo world, they call it spool up. You know, That's right. You know, like a spool of thread, the turbocharger is just a round thing that goes around, around, around. So you have to get it moving fast before it'll compress air and make more horsepower.
1: So you take a spool of thread and you put it on a pencil. And I grab a hold of the thread and I pull it real slow. Then all of a sudden, I want to spool it up. Then I grab that string and I whip Yank. it. And that spool's going to whip on that pen and just start pumping air. Yep. So... A twin turbo, the, this one first turbo develops power quicker, faster, better for the front end of the thing. So your range of RPM is between 2,000 and 8,000. No, between 600 and 8,000. So the first turbo takes from 600 to about 2,000. Then the second turbo takes from 2,000 to 8,000 RPMs. So the the twin turbo eliminates turbo lag. And the turbo lag is you hit the gas and it goes... Whoa, so that whoa, that lag, that fall on its face and then gather some steam and then all heck breaks loose. That's what turbo lag is. How'd I do?
2: that's what happens. So at first it's not impressive and then it's oh my god.
1: <laughs> well, it's taken off without me. That twin turbo Corvette. That's why the way for sale if you know anybody who wants to buy one. <laughs> Somebody tw- wants to drive sideways? <laughs> yes, drive sideways. <laughs> um, at 4000 rpm it's the most beautiful car in the whole wide world. And you and it's a 6-speed. It's an LS7 motor, the Chevy big block. So you go in your 6th gear and you're going on you're going on the freeway at 1300 rpm. It's it's as the computer shows 30 some odd miles to the gallon. So you're just, I mean, the injectors, they don't sound like lawn sprinklers. They're not going, psst, 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 They're not doing that at 70 miles an hour. They're doing this. Right. That's all they're doing. So, but when you hit 4,200 RPMs, when those turbos spool up, that's when the back end breaks loose. That's when people start screaming and talking to the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and, and, and then you, 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 you have completely lost control. Yeah. The, and and this car is the most wicked car I've ever built and it's the most wicked car I've ever driven and I am convinced that unless I sell it um my one of my grandsons is going to have it and he's not going to understand turbos <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to bury the throttle and be stupid and end up with that fiberglass wrapped around a pole. So
2: And you know Mark's phone number. Yeah. Buy that Corvette before his grandkid gets it.
1: Well, that's don't say that cuz that's a long time <laughs> from now. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a it's a 2006 Z06 black on black. It has a six-speed. It it has a heads-up display, and it has twenty thousand miles on a ten-year-old car, and it's been inside its whole life. Good car. And I just took it to Bisbee to measure an accident scene the other day, and uh, I took a policeman friend of mine. So we left at 4.30 in the morning. I-10's kind of desolate 4.30 in the morning. so that
2: you could drive 140?
1: No, 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 no. I, I took him because it was his case, and we were going to go ah. measure an accident scene where someone That's died. That's your
2: story, and you're sticking with And
1: him. And I said, can I go along? And he said, let's take your Corvette. And I said, fine. So we took it. So we are somewhere on I-10 where there's no other headlights. And I take it out of 6, and I pop in at a second to show him and throttle up in second gear. Once we get to 4,200 miles an hour, the back end breaks loose. There's nothing you can do to stop it. And you're doing 130 miles an hour, and the back end breaks loose. And he goes, and, and he goes, whoa, whoa, like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts screaming at a high-pitched squeal. I won't tell you his name because he has a gun and i don't okay <laughs> that's the reason why this portion of otherhood is brought to you by kurtz auto kurtz auto is up at i-17 in bell he's a better business bureau ethic award winner you can't do wrong if you live anywhere near i-17 in bell you should be using kurtz auto if you don't have a shop try kurtz auto if you do have a shop that's okay try kurtz auto anyway and just compare him to the shop that you normally have i'm mark salem this is kknt we'll be back right after this
0: Music <laughs>